Welcome to the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast, your source for expert insights on industry consensus standards and ASSP technical publications. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Technical writing is a great opportunity to share your expertise with the safety community and raise your profile among your colleagues. ASSP offers a number of ways for you to contribute to the safety and health conversation, including our professional safety journal and our technical publications. While the thought of writing an article or book may be intimidating to some, it's not as daunting as it may seem. Here today to talk about the process of writing for ASSP are my good friends Tina Angley and Rick Blanchett. Tina is Manager of Member Publications at ASSP and Editor of Professional Safety Journal. Rick is Manager of Technical Publications at ASSP, which means he oversees the books published by the Society. Tina, Rick, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. Good to be here. All right. Now, since this is the, the Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast, we thought we'd take this opportunity to talk about writing a technical publication and writing for the profession in general. Now, as I mentioned at the top, there's a number of benefits that technical writing offers safety professionals in their career. So I thought we could start by diving a little deeper into that. So for those listeners who out there who may be thinking, what's in it for me? Why should I write for PSJ or write a technical publication? What would you say to them? Uh, Tina, we'll start with you. Well, there are a few obvious benefits. Uh, as you can imagine, it would add to your professional resume. Um, I've heard people say that they get a feeling of accomplishment to see their name in print, uh, and also that it can give you a chance to make new connections, sort of widen your professional network. Um, but one of the biggest benefits that I've heard our members talk about is uh, that by sharing information about what you've learned from your industry or experience, Uh, you can actually help someone else solve a problem in their operations and potentially improve their processes by applying what what they've learned from what you shared. Okay, great. Uh, Rick, how about you? Yeah, um, I agree with a lot of the things, uh, or everything Tina said. Uh, In addition, uh, I think it gives you a great opportunity, especially with books, uh, to share your knowledge with the profession and uh, give a lot back to the community, uh, especially in your subject area. Um, There's a few things it does... uh, that are more uh, selfish maybe for you, uh, some things that will actually help you out. Uh, it does increase your uh, credibility and uh, boost your reputation as an expert uh, in your field. It also can make you more desirable as a speaker at conferences. You know, If you have a book or an article and somebody else doesn't, you might get a leg up on that. Um, and also help with future publications. If you've contributed to something, you might be able to be a part of uh, a bigger uh, a bigger project. Uh, and then last, uh, there are uh, some royalties to be earned uh, if you're <laughs> leading a book. So you're not going to get rich from doing it, but it helps to compensate. Sure, sure, absolutely. Okay, now, for those who may be interested in, in writing an article or even writing a book but aren't sure where to begin, what advice would you give them for formulating ideas that they could develop into an article or a book? And uh, Rick, we'll start with you this time. Uh, sure, yeah. For books, uh, I think a great question to start with is what would I like to know about the topic? Uh, if you have uh, some some queries about that, uh, probably other people have that same sure. question and are looking for that as well. If you've ever said, "Oh, I really wish there was a book on X," uh, then you know, good chance other people have said that or are looking for a book on that topic. So I would say develop that concept and then write what you think is needed uh, based on your experience. And then if you're presenting on a topic. Uh, 
you know, at a big level, at whatever the presentation you're doing, a lot of time that is a great outline for a potential book. Uh, take that topic and develop it. You don't have to scrap your presentation and come up with something brand new. Just build off from there. Maybe each heading is could be a chapter. And then the other question is, is there enough material to make up a complete book? Uh, we typically need to get at least about 50,000 words uh, to make a, a media enough book. Okay. Uh, and, you know, c can you expand an idea if you don't think your original concept has enough words there? Can you expand it a little bit more, broaden it to to get a, a better word count. And of course, there are some topics that could be much better handled by an article, mm -hmm. uh, like in PSJ, uh, things that are quickly changing technology, uh, brand new concepts, uh, really, really niched things. So uh, you know, th that's another area to look at. Okay, yeah, so really taking a look at what's already out there and maybe you already have the foundation for something that you could build into a book or something in PSJ. And on that note, uh, Tina, anything you'd like to add about Sure. Writing for PSJ? Yeah, so a lot of the things we talked about also apply to articles. Um, but I would say you want to look at your professional experience. You have expertise in a certain area, so develop an article around that. Mm -hmm. um, talk to peers. What are other safety professionals talking about? What information are they looking for that you can speak to? You can write an article around that. Um, and look at what's already been published in your area of expertise and find a new way to approach a common problem or a topic that has been written about frequently. So what, what, what might be an example of that, that that you've seen in your time at PSJ where somebody has you know, maybe taken a different angle on a safety and health topic that maybe hasn't been approached that way before? Uh, I think we see that most often in sort of leadership topics. Okay. A lot of our members deal with uh, it's not just about the practice of safety, but part of that is leading people to also prioritize safety. And one of the one of the ways to connect with readers is to use a metaphor or sort of just a different way of thinking about something. It you know we can sit here and talk about leadership, but uh, if you have a metaphor that that works for you that connects for you chances are probably is going to connect for someone sure. else as well. And, and that can, that applies in many different ways. Sure. Okay. Now, so going into the, the next step. So someone has developed an idea. They're ready to submit a proposal for an article or a publication. What are the submission guidelines? What's the, the checklist of things that need to be included in that proposal for it to be considered for publication? And we'll, we'll start with the PSJ. Okay. So for PSJ, we typically consider the article once it's been written. But you can submit a concept first to see if there's interest, and this would go for other publications as well. Just send us a working title and a brief summary of uh, two or three sentences. That should, that should do it. Um, but as far as writing, before you start writing, you want to understand the audience of who you're targeting. What, what is the level of experience of reader that you're targeting? Uh, read through submission guidelines for any publication uh, for length, uh, tone, and style of that journal or magazine and you want to look at examples of articles that have already been published in that publication. During the writing stage itself you want to uh, think about supporting statements that you make by citing secondary sources and include proper referencing which may seem a little bit uh, <laughs> cumbersome but there are lots of tools out there. One of them is, is actually 
Purdue University online writing lab, okay. I believe is what it's called. Also, the OWL, Purdue OWL is what it's called. <laughs> and that that's a really good source for understanding proper referencing and formatting. Okay. That's not as important, those little details, as simply referencing ideas, the concepts that are not your own, that you right. picked up elsewhere. Just cite those sources. Mm-hmm. And finally, before you submit anything, have a few colleagues read through the piece before submitting and get some pure feedback. That's a good idea. Yeah, a lot of times it's simply a matter of, you know, this sounded great when I wrote it down. It made perfect sense to me, but Scott, when you read it, you may be wondering what the (laughs) heck I was talking about. So it may help simply just to have another colleague, someone in the safety arena, read through your work and uh, give you some constructive sure. feedback. It's a really good idea. Uh, Rick, from the technical publication angle, what uh, what do folks need to know about that process when they're ready to submit an idea? Sure. We would work from a concept rather than having the, the finished product because 200, 300 pages worth of material can, needing to be rewritten could be a disaster for you <laughs> and very demoralizing. So we start out with a proposal first where uh, we want to hear about what the concept of it is. So we're basically looking for a couple sentences to say, you know, like bullet points, here's your elevator pitch, you know, why would somebody want to read this book? What is it about? And then we'd also then need a further uh, detailed description of the idea. Uh, what's specifically in the book, what are the features and benefits, who's the target readership, is it going to be a textbook, uh, or is it going to be used out in the field, and are you structuring it appropriately for each of those uses. Then we need to know also the competition. Um, So knowing your market and knowing what's out there in your field is really important. What books are out there? How is yours going to approach the topic differently? And maybe more importantly, how is yours better than those books? Uh, How are you going to have a competitive advantage there? Of course, uh, a table of contents we would need to know. Uh, It doesn't have to be super detailed going into third, fourth level headings or anything, but basic chapter titles. And if you know what the main topics you want to talk about in the chapter are, uh, those would be great. Uh, Any any information you can give us so that we can understand the idea better will be helpful sure. as we're determining if we want to publish. We also need to know what you envision the specifications of the book would be. Are you picturing it as going to be a tiny little handbook? Is it going to be a 400-page text? How many pictures are you going to have in there? Tables, charts? Uh, be nice to have a good idea for uh, what we can kind of envision what it's going to look like uh, even before we get into the, the writing process. And then finally, we just need your resume or CV so that uh, we and our reviewers can determine you know, where your level of expertise right. is mm-hmm. and what, what you're bringing to the table professionally. Definitely. So now someone has submitted an article to PSJ or a book proposal to you, Rick. So, uh, what happens next? I wonder if you could kind of talk through the review process and the thought process that goes into whether a proposal is accepted. I know we talked a little bit of that with the previous question, but diving a little deeper into you know what you're really looking for. So Rick, we'll start with you. Uh, once the proposal comes in to me, I'll read through it, make sure we have all the information that we need to make our decision on, and uh, I may go back to you and ask for some clarification or a little bit more information. Uh, But assuming that a proposal is everything that we need, I would then send it out to our Technical Publications Advisory Committee for their formal review. Uh, The committee is made up of safety experts with a variety of backgrounds and experiences, 
Uh, and then they review the project based on the soundness of concept. Does the table of contents look to cover what it's supposed to do? Are there any topics that are missing or is anything extraneous? Is there a sufficient market for, for the book? Are there, you know, is this a really big field or are there 200 people or 50 people who are working on the specific area? Uh, so the marketability is something that they'll, they'll look a little bit at too. And then they would uh, complete their reviews, uh, send their comments into me, and then a majority vote determines if we should proceed. Uh, or they might also say, well, it's a good idea, but the projects need some work, and can they go back and uh, tweak this a little bit, and we can look at it again. Okay. Uh, or they may just say, no, it's, it's, it's a bad idea, or it's not marketable, or something like that. Uh, typically, we don't get too many of those flat-out no's. Uh, so it, it generally, if we've gone to, gotten to the point where you, know, you and I have talked, uh, you, know, you, the author, and I have talked about the concept, we feel that there's at least some potential for a mm-hmm. market and some potential for the idea. So typically, we either get the yes or the mm-hmm. uh, let's take another crack at this. Right. You, you can still, you've got, you've got something to work from that, you know, you can build it into something. With right. what you have. Yeah, and a okay. lot of those ideas are great because some of these people who are reviewing might have a lot of experience uh, in a particular field or they have, uh, they're have they coming at it from an outside perspective and might have some questions that you hadn't thought about or that, you know, f- from a bigger perspective that uh, the audience might be better served by looking at it a little bit different way. Sure. Okay. Tina? So for PSJ, um, there are two types of submissions that we uh, deal with. Peer-reviewed manuscripts is one, and basically other articles. Mm-hmm. Um, so for shorter best practices type articles, the edi- editorial staff assesses the submission and determines whether it's appropriate for our audience. And we'll usually give feedback to help improve the piece, helping the author clarify meaning or adapt the focus, change the focus if it, if it seems too general. And then invite the, the author to resubmit. Okay. Uh, for manuscripts submitted for peer review, typically these offer uh, more in-depth coverage of a topic. They're longer, obviously. Uh, they may be research-based or evidence-based. And uh, with these, our editorial review board reviews all of those manuscripts. And what they're really looking for is they're looking to see if the article advances the knowledge base of the profession. Is this cutting edge? We don't want to rehash things that have already been covered. Is it is it discussing a topic in a new way mm-hmm. or giving a case study, for example, that is demonstrating how to apply certain principles? Um, those sort of takeaway pieces, that's really valuable. Okay. Uh, that's what our editorial board is looking for. One of the things... Um, so the peer review process involves basically a scoring system. It's their set of criteria, and that process is all outlined fairly substantially on our website. But essentially, uh, the process can take two to three months sometimes uh, to complete, depending on how many manuscripts are currently in review. And then each reviewer independently reads and scores the manuscript. It's a blind peer review, so they don't know the identity okay. of the author. Um, they also don't discuss the uh, manuscripts amongst themselves. They independently read it and score it and offer their, uh, their comments on each of uh, the criteria that the manuscript is reviewed on. And then once that process is complete, the editorial staff compiles those comments into feedback 
to help the author fine-tune the piece and identify areas that may need clarification okay. or additional support. Oh, yes, Rick. <laughs> I would just like to add, I forgot to mention this. Uh, Tina mentioned it briefly here. The proposal guidelines and all the instructions that you would need can be found on the ASSP website. Okay, great. I believe it's in the publications area. There's a heading called Become an Author. Uh, and you can click on that and then find information about the journals and the books. Okay, great. So after a proposal has been accepted, I wonder if we could talk a little bit through more the editorial and publication process that an article or book has to go through before it's actually published as, as a book or, or in PSJ. So for PSJ, um, once the manuscript is accepted and the author has made any necessary revisions, there are just a few housekeeping details like a copyright release form, mm-hmm. we need a, a brief biographical sketch explaining who they are so we can share that with the audience and then the manuscript is scheduled for publication. When the editorial team begins production on an issue we prepare the manuscript for publication which essentially uh, involves a three-stage editorial review uh, where it undergoes a close reading by the editorial team and we edit the piece for clarity and grammar and to conform with our journal style. Sort of the mechanics. Sure, the sure. Okay. Rick, the the process for uh, for the technical publications. Uh, the first thing we do is after the uh, proposal has been approved, is that we will uh, work with you to uh, to get a contract signed, so that we all know what our expectations are for the project and who gets what out of it, and also you know allows you a chance to have a firm idea, so you can commit to writing. Uh, we don't want you to spend months and months writing something and then say, oh, no, I can't agree to these terms. So we get all that out front. And then the next thing is the writing process. We do typically allow uh, about 12 months or so to write. Uh, Books are big things. We recognize that. And uh, typically, you know, people who are writing for us are not professional authors. They're doing this in their spare time from their other jobs and family commitments. So we do allow enough time we don't want to make the, the process too onerous for people and uh, you know, make it a bad experience. Uh, so we can adjust uh, shorter or longer as needed, but we do try to at least give enough time so that um, you, know, you can get your thoughts together and take the time to write this. Uh, and then once we have the manuscript in, we do a, a similar editorial process as, as for uh, an article. We read over for uh, the grammar, uh, for house style, make sure that it all makes sense logically, it's organized correctly. Uh, so, you know, a lot much more on the uh, editorial English side of things than the safety side. And then once we go through that portion, it will go through to a designer to be typeset and have the pages laid out. Uh, well, we have a few stages we go back and forth with the editorial and the designing where we can make corrections and make sure that it all looks the way mm-hmm. it should. Uh, and then finally, we send uh, the files off to the printer uh, to, to become the final project. This whole process from the editorial uh, designing and printing can take anywhere between 6 to 12 months as well. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, e- each stage takes uh, a certain amount of time, right. and uh, you know, the smaller the book or the, uh, the less complex interior, the, the quicker it can mm-hmm. be. But a big, a big book, textbook with a lot of features could take up yeah, take the, some time. the 12-month time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, great. Any uh, anything else that you'd like to add about writing for PSJ, writing a technical publication? Anything else a potential author should know about the process? Tina? Sure. So I would say we talked a little bit about the editing process, but I, one of the things I, I want to make sure people understand is that understanding that comments and feedback and the editing process in general is designed to improve the delivery of your message. Your message is is really what we're trying to get across. All of our comments and feedback are designed to to improve that delivery. So this is all intended to help the reader better understand the information so that they can learn from the expertise that you're sharing and potentially put that into practice in their own operations. Absolutely. Uh, Rick, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, sure. Uh, I would actually like to address one point, which would be why would you want to publish a book with ASSP? <laughs> why not somebody else? I, I think we offer a, a few good advantages. Uh, one, uh, we're your society and we're not a large publisher. Uh, any of the income that come in from the sales uh, of your book uh, goes directly back into the society. Uh, it helps meet our, our mission and support our members, all the events we do. So, uh, you know, it's a nice way to give back to the community as, as well as you know, helping yourself and doing all these other things that you could also do with, with another publisher. And then uh, the bigger publishers, uh, they typically only promote a title for about three, four, six months mm-hmm. after it releases, and then they move on to their whole list of the other next titles. Project. Yeah. Uh, because we're smaller, uh, we have fewer books, we are able to promote each book uh, throughout the lifespan. Uh, email promotions, advertising or conferences. Uh, we run ads in PSJ quite a bit, and we can run those ads five years into the life of a book and still be happy to promote it because we want to constantly let new members know that these books are out there as well and not just move along to something else. And then we are a trusted brand for our members. Uh, you know, there We do have a peer review process that goes through with the publication so our readers know that it's a trusted book and a lot of times people come to our conference specifically looking for something that we've published and saying what do you guys have new Uh, so you get a benefit of a a trusted brand behind the writing as well Uh, and then last you know we reach directly to the uh, potential readers we have Mm -hmm. 38,000 plus membership here that we directly market to we're not marketing to stores and people who have no interest in the topic that you're writing on so uh, we are to keep things very focused and uh, keep everything in, in front of mind for for people so you know that's kind of a salesy pitch i apologize <laughs> no, for that but I, I think those, those are all uh valid points when considering uh you know who you'd want to send your book to definitely definitely so uh, uh tina rick thank you uh, so much again for coming on i hope this will encourage a lot of safety professionals out there to share their expertise with the safety and health community and in, in psj or through a technical publication so thank you again sure, sure. thanks for having us we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the assb safety standards and tech pubs podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts you can also connect with us at assp.org and follow us on twitter at assp safety we'll see you next time